give me the flat to dawn. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. What an awesome eat, man. I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. You got him. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. And with that beer pour, you would figure that it would be another edition of Kayak Fishing Radio on Tuesday night. However, tonight is a special night here on Kayak Fishing Radio. It is a Thursday night edition of the show. Welcome. I am your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Should be joined here shortly by my illustrious co-host, Captain Alex Gorichke of Local Lions Guide Service. We have a special guest tonight who will be calling in. We've got Vince from Skinny Water Culture who will be chiming in here shortly. And then uh, he's also got some friends with him. We've got uh, Tony and Troy from RCI Optics that are going to be uh, hanging out with Vince while we do the show. So he may have a what turns out to be somewhat of an epic evening tonight. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And here he is, the man of the hour, Captain Alex Gritschke. What is up, my brother? Hello. Hello. Hey. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, uh, We've got uh, Vince will be joining us at around the 8.15 mark. And then we've got uh, Tony and Troy from RCI are also hanging out with Vince. So there's a good possibility we'll be speaking with them as well. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Sounds fun. Sounds fun, sounds fun, sounds fun. What are you up to, my friend? Just doing the thing. <laughs> you know, doing what I do. Doing the thing, doing what you do. Did a whole bunch of fiberglassing on my back today. Fiberglassing on your back? Yeah, in a really, really, really small space. Like the size of where you can wrist and can fit in. It was exciting. Sounds like fun. All at the same time. Oh, it was a blast. Literally, a barrel of monkeys. We're laughing the whole time. Well, um, <laughs> I'm sure you're. Uh, I'm sure you're really enjoying 
all this super warm weather we're having too right now while you're doing fiberglass work. It's actually nice because it makes things work. Yeah. A little fast yeah. sometimes awesome. actually. Yeah. Sweat, sweat, a little cool. sweat equity never hurt nobody. No, dude, sweat equity. It's uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that don't know what that means anymore in this yeah. crazy uh, world in which we live. Uh, it goes without so saying that we want to send our th- thoughts and prayers out to those who are affected by the recent school shooting here in Florida. Um, listen, I see people posting about people saying thoughts and prayers in whatever. I'm not really sure when we as a society has changed from accepting thoughts and prayers as a legitimate uh, comment towards unfortunate events, but apparently now it's, it's, it's not cool to say it. I don't know. I don't give a damn what anybody else says. I'm, I'm Christian. I believe in God, whatever. And when I say thoughts and prayers, I, I'm truly thinking of those people who lost their children who lost their um, husbands or wives. Um, and, uh, yeah, senseless. But this is not a platform for, for that political agenda, that <clears throat> kind of uh, rhetoric. We are a uh, kayak fishing or fishing radio podcast, if you will. So just wanted to throw that out there. That's it. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know where to go after that. I probably yeah, right. shouldn't have even brought it up. Anyways, um, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Looks like we're going to actually get some decent weather. Yeah, it's looking uh, downright beautiful. I'm thinking that uh may have to make a trip to try and find some ugly black drum or redfish or something on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad idea probably. Yeah. We found cool. that good group this week. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good good group of fish. I, you know the thing is is um pretty picture at least. Yeah, it was a nice fish. Um you know, you, I'm, I'm a little interested to see what the warm weather will do to those groups of fish. Do you think it'll change their behavior at all, or do you think they're going to just pretty much still do the same thing? They have to spawn. Yeah. That's what they're doing it for anyway, so. Right. I think they'll carry on with what they're doing. It hmm. has gotten downright hot, though. I mean, this is straight up August in the middle of February. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, so, may throw things but, a curveball a bit, but hopefully they yeah. get to do what they are supposed to be doing so that we can have more puppy drum running around the rivers because they seem to be doing pretty good as far as their numbers are concerned. I tend to I tend to believe that that drive to make to make more to procreate is is strong. It's stronger than the drive to feed. So, you know, that thing, that, that drive can override a lot because I know they, I know on the last moon they had, they spawned out because they balled up real hard. So yeah. 
they should have at least this moon, this coming moon next, hopefully. I think we're eight days out from the next full moon. But see those yeah, ones out in the ocean, like man. The black drum have a pretty wide tolerance. And as much as as I think food brings them onto the flats mm-hmm. in the winter, and then and then you know spring they kind of just maintain that that position and and do their spawn. You know those ones in the ocean. They still do their thing, and that that water can be quite warm. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Be interesting to see. They have a wide yeah. range, though, man. They're like redfish in that that way. Actually, yeah. I think their temperature range and redfish's temperature range is almost exactly the same. If I'm not mistaken, They're found in virtually all the same places. Yeah, which would lend to believe that their temperature tolerance is relatively the same. Because you don't mm. get much black drum south of, I don't know, Fort Pierce? Yeah, you, Nor you, don't, do you, you get, certainly don't see the groups of them like, like you do mm-mm. here. Nor do you get redfish like you do here. I mean, you get a few here mm-hmm. and there, but you don't you don't get them like you do here. But on the West Coast, you have black drum all the way down into Florida Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely all through the Ten Thousand Islands. So they go a little For bit sure. further mm-hmm. south there. So interesting. Mm. It is hashtag mm. science. Hashtag science. Speaking of hashtag science, dude, I've been watching the uh, Blue Planet too. My goodness. It is uh, <clears throat> how those guys get what they get on film. Well, I know how it happens. They're, they spend weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to get whatever it is they're going to shoot. But, man, the footage this year is just insane, absolutely insane. Did you see the uh, the uh, devil rays with the uh, bioluminescence? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, those are those mo- those are those mobular, 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 something like that, mobular ray or whatever. Yeah. So that's like the smaller cousin of the manta. They don't get quite as big, right. but they look almost exactly right. identical. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know what, like what the heck swooshing in the it, swooshing around in the in the uh, bioluminescence. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I don't know, man. There's some. Uh, I, I I got hung up on watching and rewatching and rewatching the GT footage because I still think that that's probably one of the most incredible, uh, incredible things I have personally seen in a long time on film from the world of fish. You know, you see something that's a close cousin to the Jack Cravel, uh timing a bird's flight trajectory and so forth and leaping from the water to eat it is <laughs> was just I don't know man one of those things that you see and you just you can't unsee it once you saw it you know what I mean like that that will replay in your head over and over and over again can you imagine being out on the flat somewhere 
and having like a an ocean going, like a 25, 30 pound Jack Cravel come launching himself out of the water to eat a, a seagull. That's why I mean they are cousins, but I'd hate to say that that GT man, it's it's a different animal. That fish is just angry at the world. <laughs> it, yeah, if it moves, it needs to die, and if it can fit it in its mouth, it'll try and eat it. It's a it's a cool it's a cool creature. It's definitely a fish that I would not be mad to go and try and find and and catch. Um, Speaking of GTs and craziness and whatever, um, there's a – did you see the um, the pictures of the seal that was up in New Smyrna? Yeah. It was not New Smyrna, though. Oh, where was it? Jacksonville. But, I mean, oh, still, well, ridiculous. Jacksonville, New Smyrna. It's only a two and a half hour difference between the two locations. Yeah. I should probably do my research better before I start blabbing about crap. That's on the right. show. That's okay. why you have the FYI guy on the show. I know. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, there is a, there is a, a seal that I believe lives in the Caribbean. Because hmm. I wouldn't imagine that it would be a cold water seal. Because wow, that'd be a long way away. Because I mean, I'm, I don't think seals come south of, you know, New England at the very least. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I'm not, a couple I'm things not that varsed in get... my seal knowledge. <laughs> the singer or the shocking. Animal. Pretty shocking about that, actually. Um, what was it going to? Oh, did you see? Because this was pretty cool. Um, the size of the front hatch on that on the native that post with the guy laying in it. No, I did not. All right, hang on. Is that the native, the the tight the Titanus or Titanic or the Titan or whatever it is? I don't know. I'm not sure which one it was. I'm going to look at Woody's post, Woody's page right now because I, I think he had it. Yeah, I think it's the Titan. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because that's Titan. the one. That's their pro angler. That's their answer to the pro angler. Yeah, yeah. The team over at Pack and Paddle just got their hands on the Titan Patel 12 and wanted to see how much uh, you could store in the bow hatch. The answer is a lot. There's a dude who shimmied himself down into the boat and he's literally laying on his back in the hatch and they close the lid and they pop the lid open and he gives you two thumbs up, but it looks like he's got like room to sleep in there if he needed to. It's crazy. I don't know how in the world you get yourself in there. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, it makes sense because um, the way the floor is designed, you, he's probably straddling the uh, the foam that's down the center of the of the floor. I had a guess, but it's pretty damn impressive that you could fit a grown man down in the bottom of your in the bottom of your kayak. So, in the event that you should ever want to dispose of somebody, I guess it's a <laughs> it's a good option. Maybe I don't know. We don't condone uh, those types of things, but 
<laughs> you definitely said a lot of stuff in there. It's crazy. If you get a chance, look at it. Woody's got it on his page. Yeah. It's. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Woody Cal Woody Calloway is is the uh, the Papa Bear of of native kayaks, and then uh, Woody native is, watercraft. Yeah, he shared it off of yeah, native watercraft. He's probably. Well, he definitely is. He's one of the coolest guys in the kayak industry, and yeah, I'd have to agree with that. He's one of yeah, he's one of the most down to earth dudes that you'll ever meet, Mr. PBR himself. But anyway, <clears throat> I digress. So, without further ado, let us welcome uh, Vince from Skitty Water Culture to the show. What's up? What's going on, sir? Hey, hey can you guys hear? Can you guys hear me? We can hear you, bro. Hello. Okay, cool. Hello. What's going on? What's going on, buddy? I'm here with Troy and Tony from RCI. I, I'm actually over in your neck of the woods. What's up? What's up? Oh, look at what's going on, gentlemen. Interesting. We're hanging out at timeout and shooting darts. Yeah, we're playing darts at hanging timeout. out at timeout shooting darts. I'm winning. We should be Tony. doing this. We should be doing this whole show at timeout shooting darts. Come on down. <laughs> I didn't uh, know I was going to be here mm-hmm. today when you guys when you guys put me on the show. <laughs> Dude, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I came over and fished with Nick from uh, Flounder Creek today. Oh, right on. Did you guys get on him? Uh, we got fogged out all morning, and then in the afternoon. Uh, I fed two fish, and the first one I broke off, strip setting them too hard, and then the second one I just sucked. So <laughs> he, he put me on fish. Well, there you go. That's cool. So that, so that uh, fog was that fog was crazy today. It was all day. It never never went anywhere. It just got thicker and thicker over the lagoon. Yeah, the ocean was like yeah, that was too. Crazy. It, 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 it came off. It came off of the coast and sat right out of the ocean, just south of the uh, Cape and stuff, just south of the lagoon. You yeah, know? we were we were, we were headed back to his shop so we could open up, and the Indian River was crystal clear, blue skies. He's like, "Let's go here real quick." I was like, "All right, perfect." Nice. So, for those of you listening to the show that probably live underneath a rock, if you've never heard of Skinny Water Culture. Uh, you guys have been in business since what, 2008? Yeah, 2008. Yep. And uh, it, it's been it's been a, a, a very fun journey. I could tell by watching by following you, not only on Instagram and Facebook and everything else, but just seeing you at different events and stuff. Wherever you go, man, you like to you like to have a good time, and you always seem to have like the the best cast of characters around you. Um, starting okay. off with with shirts shirts and hats and stickers and stuff and now getting into uh more of performance shirts and things like that man it's 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 really evolved over the last couple of years and this is something that i know you've been talking about wanting to get into was the the uh the other clothing the button downs and things like that so kind of give everybody if you don't mind a a real quick kind of rundown of how you started and kind of how you've gotten to where we're at today if you don't mind yeah, no, I'd love to. Um, appreciate it. So we started in 2008. Um, really didn't know much about uh, 
the clothing industry at all. Um, I, you know, I've always been kind of a fan of of kind of, I guess, underground cooler companies, kind of the black sheep type companies. So naturally, that's what we were. Um, and uh, we really just wanted to when we when we came out, uh, you know, where I live in Tampa. Guy Harvey and Columbia kind of dominated everything. So every Christmas gift I got was either Guy Harvey or Columbia. And uh, I really didn't identify with it that well. Like the, uh, you know, the dockside shirts with the uh, vents on the back and stuff like that. That's something I said we'd probably never do. And ironically, we just did it. But after 10 years of looking at them and understanding that it's a kind of a staple piece, I see it now. But when we started, there was really nothing – everything was kind of old man by the river to me and uh we grew up skating and surfing and stuff like that so it was just kind of hard to want to wear something uh that fishing on it so we wanted to create that and it's been the hardest thing i've ever done um you know it i probably went seven years without making any money at all without getting a paycheck or anything like that um it's been really hard but i feel like we've progressed you know as much as we can year after year by just being ourselves and 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 making stuff that we think is original and not really like you know trying to follow trends or anything like that that's kind of been the formula but it's been it's been grueling it's been very very hard and very very fun and you mentioned something about uh the cast of characters that we keep around us i mean that's just something that i guess you know god kind of blessed me with being able to uh see the character in people and 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 know who's being real with me and who's not and you know who's just a real person who's not i've been that way my whole life so just kind of carried over into that yeah and the name couldn't couldn't fit what you guys have done any better uh it's it's you've created a culture uh i know your brand was one of the original brands to kind of go that that uh, non Guy Harvey ish kind of a feel, you know what I mean? And yeah, it, it, it was it was definitely something that a lot of us identified with pretty quickly because uh, I agree with you 100 percent that that what was out there before uh, was kind of like you wore it because it was there and it was about the only option that you really had that was readily available. But now it's become yeah. truly a culture, and it's it's it's. Like I said, it's a lot of fun to watch, man. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it was always a culture. Fishing was always a culture. It was always kind of what I identify with more than, you know, anything else. But, uh, you know, just the apparel part wasn't there. And really, like I saw some, uh, if you guys remember AEG Media, um, Brian Mm -hmm. Jill and those guys, I I, I was at work one day and uh, I was starting to, like, entertain the thought of doing something like this. And I saw a film they made. And it was so off. It was not like instructional. It wasn't anything. It was like the lifestyle, you know, that of, of like travel and adventure and stuff like that. And I was really blown away by it. And that, I mean, that was one of the big determining factors. Like after I saw that, I was like, we need to make a brand that those guys can wear and identify with. Cause that's going to, that's going to keep getting bigger. So I would say like AEG media and world world angling, the original world angling with Dave Tepper and stuff like those guys, you know, I kind of felt like we had to dress them because nobody else was gonna. You know, that that was kind of <laughs> kind of the re- one of the reasons we started. Dude. They they were just doing something so cool with the video and with fly fishing and stuff like that, which is what I was you know geeking out about at the time. 
um, yeah, I was just like, we need to make something for them to be able to wear. And it just kind of fit. It kind of works, you know? Yeah, for sure. Alex, you got a question? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday night. I'm not in question mode. Um, no, uh, actually, you guys do a you guys do a pretty um, a pretty uh, I, w- I would say uh, well touted um, tournament every year now, don't you? Yeah, we actually have our SWC Paddlecraft tournament coming up in April. I don't remember the date, so don't shoot me. But you can find it on our uh, Facebook. Uh, it's the SWC uh, Shark Bite Paddle or SWC Paddlecraft tournament. Now it's called. And uh, that is just paddlecraft only, and it's fly fishing or spin fishing. You just get different points based on how you do it, whether you do artificial bait or fly. And it's it's gaining traction. It's something that, you know, uh, there was basically a paddleboard race called Shark Bite Challenge. It's like the biggest paddle – one of the biggest paddleboard races in the world. And they benefit Honeymoon Island State Park. And they were in their, like, eighth year, and they reached out to us, and they said, we want to add a fishing tournament to this. And we used to have our tarpon season kickoff party right around that time, but there really was never a tournament around it or anything. So my wife was like, let's do this. Let's benefit the park. And she kind of took it over and uh, we've been consistent with it, man. It's really, really a fun tournament. I mean, it's super fun. Um, It's not the biggest thing we do. We're actually, uh, I'm in the middle of now of planning a new tournament for Tampa for September, maybe late August for a grand slam on fly. But the Paddlecraft tournament, man, it's 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 a blast. We got uh, that's going to be January, March. That's April the thirteenth through the fourteenth in Dunedin. Yeah, you guys got to come over for that this year. Yeah, that would be awesome. We should, definitely should come over there, and we could do. Uh, we could do the we show. Probably host there. the That'd show. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could probably host the show from there. It wouldn't be a wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, I'm on your you uh, on your Instagram. I said you guys could stay at my house. I'm sorry. Oh, killer. That's awesome, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, 57,000 50, plus followers on Instagram. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, thanks. So that came about, I was working a full-time job, and uh, my only connection to SWC was, you know, my phone while I was at that job. And uh, Facebook switched to the algorithm thing around 2010 to where, like, you know, we we really spent a lot of effort focusing on Facebook at first. And then when they switched to the algorithm thing and you had to start paying for ads, the only thing I really had was Instagram because we didn't have money for ads or any of that stuff. And at that time, we had a really good core group of guys that were getting us content that I was fishing with a lot. You know, text and those guys, they were making movies on their own, Dan Decibel tons of guys and uh we just hit instagram hard and i was very consistent like every morning i'd just wake up and have a post ready and uh you know now it's now it's a lot harder to keep up with but but we we gain traction on instagram i think if you look at like redfish on fly or tarpon on fly or you know any of those fish on fly hashtags like we were the first ones making that hashtag and i think that that helped us a lot yeah that's like I said, it's really impressive, man. And, and I see, 
I see folks hashtagging you guys all the time, uh, not only on Instagram, but also, of course, they, they share their posts over to Facebook as well. Um, and it's yeah. cool to see the, the community support of the brand as well. Like it's, and that's, what, that's one of the things that I was, what I was saying about the culture is that you've, you've built a culture around the brand itself where people identify with it in, in a way that you don't typically see a whole lot of that in the, uh, in the fishing apparel industry unless, of course, you're bro staff or whatever like that, and everybody wants to, wants to be that person, right. you know what I mean? But you got, you got a, a, a ton of people that support the brand because of how you guys are and who you guys are, and uh, it's cool to see it grow organically that way. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's funny you say how we are or whatever, but, but the truth is, the, I mean, when you get into, like, skinny water fishing, you know, whether it's fly fishing or, you know, kayak fishing or, or spin fishing, however however you do it, the truth is, like, there's really not better people in our state than the fishermen. I mean, our the fishermen in the state, they're just really exceptional people almost always. You know, you got you got your, your stray guy who's kind of, like, you know, bitter or butthurt or, you know, too cool or whatever but but really like 99 percent of the people like that you get like the rti tournament last year that that was like yeah. an SWC event over here i mean it, i was so happy to see how cool everyone was over here and uh i mean it was just it was amazing and it, that's just that's just the way fishermen are you know we're pretty much laid back deep you got you got your little pockets of drama and stuff like that but 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 really on the whole man i think fishing makes people better yeah, that uh, speaking of the RCI tournament, that was a great time had by all and a phenomenal event for especially for the first one. Looking forward to them doing it again this year. And uh, yeah, they you know if you're with them, they said August third yeah. and fourth. Sweet. It's gonna be cold. The beer will be cold. The beer will be cold. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, but I'm really... the brewery again? Yeah, they said the same brewery, and that's that goes along the lines with, with the way we do things, you know? Like, we just kind of find people we like and do stuff with them, and then, you know, just everybody... Like, a good example is Barfly over in uh, Safety Arbor, you know? That that guy opened up yeah. Fly Fishing Bar. Who would have thought... Who would have thought that's going to work? And it's just like, I mean, I want to move to Safety Arbor so I can hang out there more. I mean, I'm kind of an alcoholic. That place is amazing. And it's just like that. That's what's going on with uh, with the fishing world is everybody's kind of, uh, I don't know, making it better for, for everyone. It's, awesome. it's really awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely cool to, to go to an area that you can – or go to a spot where you can hang out with like-minded people and, and just kind of shoot the crap, you know, whether or not you're talking fishing or whether or not you're just talking sports or politics or whatever the case may be. It's everyone kind of has that same, like you said, laid back mentality where it's cool. You know what it reminds me of? And you would, you, you guys wouldn't really know. Well, Tony and Troy might know about it. I know Alex certainly does. Um, the old days at, out at Port Canaveral when we used to have, I mean, it was very similar to that where it was everybody knew everybody. It was a kind of a culture in itself out there at the port. We used to call ourselves port rats, the younger guys that would run around on the docks catching snook at night underneath the dock lights of the boats and stuff. And um, it's, it's hard to find, though. It's, Tony said ribbon fish. 
Yeah. Rip, dude, we, I could tell you so many stories of sitting on the back of somebody's big sport fisherman catching ribbon fish behind their boat, listening to these guys talk shop and stuff like that. And it, it's, it, is, it is a really cool uh, industry to be a part of and be involved in. I wish we had a place like Barfly over here um, that's, well, that, that's kind of geared towards the, 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 the angler. Yeah, somebody's going to make that? it. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody is going to do it. And uh, hopefully it's somebody that has a lot of, uh, you know, integrity and honesty and not just super greedy uh, because it's really awesome to have something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it'd be interesting, to, you know, to see if we could find a cool location to put something like that over here because uh, I know it would be a success with the with the fishing culture that we have on this coast. But, um yeah, that's awesome, man. I can't. I can't wait. Hopefully, Alex, what do you think? You're going to try and get over to the tournament this year. You know what's cool? We're starting to see. We're starting to see the brand. Like like Vince is over there on on the Tampa side. We're over here on this side. We're starting to see these companies close the gap. We go to each other's coasts now, and everybody's really starting to. Uh, know each other across the entire yeah. across yeah. the entire state here. It's pretty cool. That is awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean we go sure. over there and we hang out and with him. He comes over here, he's hanging out with us and then our our crew goes over there and hangs out with his crew. They come over here and hang out with us. You're seeing a lot of everybody like intermingling now. It's pretty cool. It is. It is cool. And it's it's there's a lot of talent too that is involved in, in kind of the, the community in which we're talking about. There's a lot of guys that are super, super talented, not just anglers, but uh, look at look at the, the list of artists and, and photographers and such that everybody kind of kind of associates with throughout Central Florida, South Florida, uh, the West Coast, whatever. It's, uh, it's pretty neat, man. It really is. We're, we're pretty lucky to have what we have here in the state of Florida as far as, as, far as the community is concerned. You know, I, I watch a lot of uh, stuff from out of state. I see a lot of you know posts from different fishing uh, uh, fishing uh, pages on social media, and you don't you don't necessarily always see that camaraderie that you do down here, which is kind of interesting. You know, that's one of the things that we did with the Boondoggle back in the day was um, we brought people together who were like minded and wanted to kind of experience things together, whatever, whatever. And that would actually be pretty di- pretty dope too to do something like that where say you pick like Chuck Oleski would be a good example because after the hurricanes, those guys got beat down so bad. It would be cool to bring a bit of a stimulus that way with a, with kind of a camp out trip or a let's go hang out in Chuck Oleski for a weekend. This is how many spots we got available. Come hang out with skinny water culture, RCI optics, whatever, whatever. Um, and bring people into areas that they might not normally go and fish or might, might not have ever been to before, things like that, to kind of also to bridge the gap between uh, the communities. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's amazing. That's perfect. That's, you know, that's like a no-brainer the second you say it. I'm like, oh, let's do it. Um, and, and it's funny because you, you said I, I don't specifically know what the boondoggle is. I think I have a pretty good idea of what it is. But we started before Facebook and before – um, you know, Instagram, we started before that. And the, the reason we started, uh, the reason I knew that we had a chance of making this work was I was a part of forums, you know, back in the day, in the early 2000s, uh, like Captain Mel forum. That's a really big one that I was a part of. And, 
whenever there was a gathering, uh, like, you know, a forum gathering, that I saw what happened. Everybody came together. Everybody was so excited that somebody would do something like that, and everyone participated. You know, that's what's cool about it. Um, just just the fact that, like, we like to do stuff together, and uh, by doing that, we kind of form an alliance, you know, in different ways against, against I want to say politicians. Like, you know, against we're, we're kind of creating a, a base community of people who are like-minded who want to fight for how good we have it. You know, we want to keep it this way. We want to make it better for the future and whatnot. So it's, it's really a good, it's really a good thing happening here, man. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what, what, what else works real well for us is, um, as far as, uh, the community, the fishing community and social media has really kind of helped out for us real well over here on this coast is fighting the good fight when it comes to try and protect what we have. And yeah, uh, I know you guys are super passionate about that for sure. And I know the guys at RCIR as well. Um, the train situation that, that Alex, uh, put forth, basically a Herculean effort to, to stop and, yeah. and succeeded, you know, that those, those types of things, it was really cool to see how we, Alex could throw a post up about, Hey, we're going to be standing at the corner of five twenty and uh, a one a holding up signs about saving the lagoon or whatever, come on out, whatever. We had people that were just driving by that saw our signs that day and had no idea about the Facebook page. Didn't know what we were out there doing, what we were talking about, nothing. And they were pulling off on the side of the road, pulling in the parking lots, asking us if we had extra signs, wanted to stop and hang out and ask questions. We had news media show up and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think that uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to see um, the passion that anybody who enjoys the water uh, has for protecting that resource. And it's cool to see how social media has now become kind of a, an, uh, I guess, a catalyst to, to, to jumpstart what would have before taken years and years and years to. Oh come. yeah. 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 Tony and Troy were just telling me about, uh, Alex's effort. And I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't personally have it in me to be the guy to go fight like that, to start that fight. Tongan warrior. Dude. And then you got a guy like Alex who just, you know, he has that fire inside and just goes and does that. And I mean, they were, they were just telling me about that before we talked. Before I, before I called in, and I was like, wow, that's, that's like, completely badass. So, yeah, just, I mean, everyone, just, has to find, everyone has to find I'm their just, role and do it. I'm just too dumb to have people tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's, an ex, that's an exceptional quality, man. I love that. You know? <laughs> hey, we're going to need it. You know, it, we're, getting, we're getting beat up. We get beat up constantly over the years. You know, since the 50s, we've been getting our, our butts handed to us uh, by politicians and, and stuff like that. And, yeah, now we kind of have a unified voice, you know. We we are kind of unifying across the state and whatnot. And, um, like, like, they are, like that's going back to the RCI tournament, I mean, that was like, to me, that was like as good as an event as we could have over there. And I wasn't expecting that. I, was, I mean, we had the funnest time ever. So we all become friends. We all become friends and not not as segregated. That's kind of what you know we're going going towards, and that's you know 
that that's that's troublesome to the people who want to just you know be greedy and do everything to make money. It's true. When you got a unified voice and and the numbers to back it up, it's it, it could be pretty overwhelming to those that feel like they're sitting in a position of power. Um, it's absolutely you know, the to only Alex's, yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, uh, I'll, I'll never forget the day that uh, Alex called me up and told me that the CEO of the port got got fired over his comments about our children and and us as the people that obviously was directed directly towards Alex. It wasn't it wasn't even like everybody else in the conversation. It was he called he called everybody cavemen luddites and all this stuff and i mean come on like who else is he talking to when he said that he he looked right. probably looking right at alex when he came up with those words to use or something like that because talk about being a thorn in someone's butt man there's just it was a lot he of fun to sit back him. and watch yeah 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 he has he probably does he probably still does he probably has a picture on the wall in his house and he probably puts on lipstick and crosses your name around, he circles around your name or whatever <laughs> as he's thinking about how he's going to take you out or something like that. You know, it was, but it was funny because. I'm ready. Dude, all of the meetings that, that I got a chance to attend, I didn't get to go to nearly as many as Alex did, but all the ones I got to go to, it was funny because as soon as Alex would walk into the room, you could tell the people that would just cringe because they knew, oh man, this guy's here again. He's going to here to fight. He's here to you know, tell us what's up. And, you know, every time you got an opportunity to speak, bro, I got to, I got to say, even though it's, it's for a, or a year or so removed from it, uh, it was, it was definitely one of those things, man, that was just really, really fun to watch and, and really inspiring at the same time. And, you know, I think that's the other thing too, that, that interests me about Vince, your company and about uh, RCI and, and the guys is that um, you guys are very inspiring to a lot of us that, that have that dream of entrepreneurship or just, you know, think to, to themselves that, Hey, you know, maybe I'll give a go at whatever it is my dream would be and, and see where I can take it. You know, it's the same thing. It, it, I, sometimes I get on these tangents and I ramble for a while and there is a point to usually whatever I have to say, but I just, I think that, you know, for, for me personally speaking, it's, it's really cool to meet people who have gone out there, made the leap of faith and, you know, follow their, their passions and their dreams and have made it succeed and are still super down to earth. And that's the kind of people that we like to associate ourselves with Alex and I and, and the radio show here. And, and I think honestly, the fishing community as a whole, uh, yeah, really yeah, kind reality. of feels that. So we're kind of, we're kind of in the day and age of, you know, people getting Insta famous and, you know, people getting butt hurt about people getting Insta famous and, and whatnot. And, you know, people, you know, it's just everything's more accessible to people. So if you want to be a celebrity, go be a celebrity, you know, just go be one, go, go be one and, mm-hmm. and go become one. It's almost like anything you want to see happen, you can go make happen. I'll, I'll say with skinny water culture, uh, we're in our 10th year. Uh, April is our, April will mark our 10th year being a company. And, uh, you know, this is the first stuff I've been trying to make these pants that we made the shorts, the button down, for 10 years and it's been 10 grueling really really hard years so there was no way for me to just uh turn into like uh some arrogant you know like uh i got rich all the time you know i've never none of that has happened it's still always a grind and it's still a dream that i have and i think 
it's accessible to everyone as long as you just never give up. You just it's kind of like Alex winning that winning that thing with the uh, the railroad and the port and whatnot. It's just like he couldn't envision giving up, and I can't envision giving up either. Like I've been through so much, you know. I've been tormented by people in the industry. I've been told I can't do it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I've been uh, almost shut down, but like there's stuff I still want to make. So I'm going to keep grinding and figure out how to make it. I will say this. I went to uh, Flounder Creek my last time up in Titusville, and I stopped in to see Nick and the guys, and I checked out the pants, checked out the shirts. Dude, the pants look super legit. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they're really nice. I, I, uh, I mean, those have been 10 years in the making, literally. Literally for 10 years we've been wanting to make those pants. I mean, I've seen other companies come out with some stuff that I thought was like an original idea of mine. And, you know, throughout the years I couldn't do it because I didn't have the money or the know-how or whatever. And it's just like, you know, it's soul-crushing. But all that stuff that we just came out with, it's, it's been in the works for 10 years. You know, people people don't know that, you know. It's it's really, really hard, but it's worth it. Man, that's awesome. Well, it's it's uh it's a testament to 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 you guys, you know, uh you know, if you if you dream it you can do it and that's that's pretty awesome, dude. But the uh yeah. the Flatsman jacket. Tell me about the Flatsman jacket, man. That thing it's hot. Thanks. So, so we think it looks really good, and that was a really big part of it. We wanted a really nice, uh, you know, easy on the eyes jacket that was stylish and whatnot. But, but really, that that jacket's a little more specific, uh, specifically designed than than people probably know because we don't have the big money uh, for marketing and stuff like that. But, but basically, that jacket was developed for summertime fishing, actually, in the afternoon thunderstorms. So you're not going to be too hot. Um, at three o'clock when a thunderstorm rolls in and you're tarpon fishing, and then you got to fish for three more, four more hours after that, um, you're not going to be hot, and it's you know it's basically got all waterproof features on it. Um, uh, but the but the thing about it is we wanted to be at a certain price point with it, um, and we're at eighty bucks with it, so it, it's really affordable. Um, but I don't I don't. You know, it's almost misleading. It's 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 not really a wintertime jacket. You know, it's 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 really a summertime jacket. It's, it's a product that doesn't exist. So we'll see how it does. I mean, I wore it today in the fog and loved it. You know, I was really excited about it. Uh, but it, it's really just a lightweight jacket for basically keeping on the skiff, and then when the afternoon thunderstorms roll in, you can put it on and not be too hot, and and keep yeah. keep yourself dry. Yeah, Which you know, it's, it's exactly a you... jacket a jacket for fish in the flats really in the summertime it's a skinny water jacket yeah <laughs> skinny water jacket yeah as you said though it's it's that that's very tech that's a very technical use for it is for the the uh, summertime and it, nothing did exist for that uh that i know of even uh well not really no. into, it does yeah it won't get into around the 160 dollar price point and we're half of that we're we're 80 dollars so you know, it's not perfect. People are going to wear it in the winter time, and they're going to be like, "Oh, it didn't keep me warm." And I understand. Um, it is, it is a, it is a windbreaker. It it will keep you warm if you're layered, but it's not it's not a heavyweight jacket. You know, that's the main thing right. about it. It's, it's really not heavyweight. It's it's compact. It's packable. 
it's perfect for really keeping on the skiff for for the guide and for the client. What's the uh, looks like you got a pocket on the back? That's interesting. So that's for um, when it starts to warm up a little bit in the afternoon, or you know, in this, and you know, you wear it in the morning. Like this morning was foggy. When right. you go to unzip it, you're guiding somebody, and you go to unzip it. If you have your phone in the front pocket, once you unzip it, it's just going to flail all around. If you put your phone in the back pocket, then it just stays exactly where it is, and that's why the back pocket is there. Uh, genius. I like it. I don't know about genius. Alex. <laughs> yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty smart, man, because, it, you know, it's, it's a good use of space that's not typically used. The back of the back yeah. of anything typically uh, jacket wise is not typically used. And uh, a good friend of ours, um, Captain Mike Ortigo with tackle webs. He's a, he's one of those guys that has come up with ways to utilize space that you normally wouldn't utilize for storage. Same thing with that. It, you know, it's just another, another nice feature that I've never seen that before. I've never seen a, a pocket on the back of a jacket before. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just, it was really just for that because when you unzip your – like I, I, I have a habit. That's why all our pants and shorts have zippers on the pockets because uh, I just lose stuff all the time. So when you when you go to run the skiff, when somebody else is running the skiff and you're running and I'm always feeling my pockets making sure nothing fell out. And I was like, what if I just had a zipper to just zip them up so I don't have to worry about it? So that's why that's there. And kind of the same principle with the jacket. I would unzip my jacket and then my phone would be in my front pocket and uh, just flailing all around, you know. Um, so we thought if we put it in the back, that way it just doesn't go anywhere. It just stays there. Sweet. Alex, are you, uh, are you perusing the Skinny Water Culture website at the moment? Because I sure as hell am. Yes, I, uh, I am. I'm bouncing, I'm bouncing back, back and forth between that and, uh, and some, some searches that I'm doing. On the on the news, I was guys, actually I was actually reading PDFs to see how close the uh, the redfish and the black drums temperature tolerance was. <laughs> oh, I want to know. That's funny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm he, not, I need he said he wants to know. No, he said he wants to know. Tell him. You need to tell yeah, us. I want to know how close. That's a downside of reason. That's a downside of reading scientific PDFs. It usually takes a while. Yeah. As far as I can tell, so it's pretty see. much we got, near the same. Yeah, we got a bunch of people uh, in the chat room. Let's see. Um, uh, Julio, how's it going, guys? He says, I lost my phone once kayaking, had it in my jacket and slipped out, and I didn't even know it fell out. Yeah, see, it does happen, man. I mean, I've lost. Yeah. My wife, my wife cracks me up because every time a new phone comes out or whatever like that, Cameras, I like camera features, and that's about the only thing I care about for a phone is if it's got a good camera on it. And my wife pretty much has already told me that I'm not allowed to have any really nice phones because I've lost too many of them to the river. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I lost uh, when I was working full time. I guess I could say that pods. Uh, I lost three phones in one week fishing, and uh, that I mean, it just it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I'll never forget it because it, I felt like I was going to lose my job every after every one of them. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, that's why those zippers there. Uh, hey, I will say on our new stuff, we just came out with a lot of stuff. 
And it, it really, honestly, all came in, like, exceeding our expectations. Like, I'm really excited about it all. But the the new microfiber shirts that we did, uh, the hoodie and then the, the, the regular clear water raglan, the material, I wore that today, and I think I think we really nailed the best material in that kind of fabric ever. I mean, they're amazing. They feel like a really soft brush cotton. and I'm really, really impressed. So that I just wanted to mention that because – you guys were talking about the product a little bit. Yeah, well, um, I was going to tell you, actually, that my favorite shirt to this day is still the one we got at the uh, RCI tournament. I wear that freaking <laughs> – dude, I've worn that shirt damn near slap out. Like, you can almost see through the damn thing now because I've, I've worn it so much. It's, it, and it well, was one of the softest shirts that I've ever had. It is, and that's actually a polycotton blend, and we just kind of transitioned this year into – uh, Peruvian cotton, so we use uh, Pima cotton and Tanguise cotton, and this week we're coming out with about, I think, six new shirts that are Tanguise cotton, and this is an absolute game changer when it comes to t-shirts, because I've washed my Pima shirts over 20 times, and they get softer and nicer, and they don't pill, they don't have any of the little bumps on them, like the shirt you guys got at the RCI tournament over time will pill because of the poly cotton blend, the hundred percent cotton stuff that we're, excuse me, that we're doing now is just off the charts. I mean, the, there's, it's, they're like shirts that you could have for 15, 20 years, t-shirts. So I'm re- and they're at the same price point as everything we did in the past. So I'm really, really excited about those as well. This, it, I'm, I'm just having a lot of fun now, you know, calling all the shots from the beginning of the product to, to the end rather than, you know, buying a blank and embellishing it or whatever. We're we're calling all the shots, and it's a really good thing. I used to I used to not welcome feedback because I was like, well, I don't know how to do it. I, you know, now I really welcome the feedback too. Dude, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking over the hats right now, and the week off five panel yes. hat is has got to be the pimpest hat. <laughs> I have it, it seen. really. In a long time, it's like a, it's like a newer edition of an old school flip palette hat. You know what I mean? It it really honestly, I was looking at it the other day, and like I literally made that hat for me. Well, Chase, you know, Chase designed it, and uh, but but I was like, when we had so many limitations over the years trying to make hats, and we're like, oh, we want a dark underbill, and you know, they're like, all right, cool, give us twenty five hundred pieces, and you can have that or whatever, you know, whatever the minimums are. We couldn't call any of the shots, so probably about six or seven years ago, I told Chase that one day we're going to have a hat that has bonefish conch and crazy Charlie's all over it. And it didn't really come out exactly how I thought it was going to be. But like when he designed it and sent it over, I was like, Holy crap. And then when we got the final product, it looks like Louis Vuitton made it. It it literally looks like a Louis Vuitton product. So I've told all the stores that I visit, I was like, I really don't know if these are going to sell, but like we made these for ourselves and you know, we only made 150 of them. So (laughs) now they're selling like crazy. That, that hat is amazing. It's my favorite hat. That's probably my favorite product we've ever done. Really? Yeah. Just because it's, you know, uh, that, that stems from, I was in marathon like three or four years ago. Um, and, uh, I was at a gas station and they had these hats on the wall that looked like Magnum PI's hats. It looked like Magnum PI's like personal stats. And I'm like, I, I was like frozen at the register of this gas station just looking at the hats. And the guy's like, you like the hats? I'm like, how much are they? I want them all. 
And he told me the story. He bought the gas station in the 80s, and they were there on the wall. And if this was 2000, I don't know, 14 or something. He'd never sold one ever. And I was like, I was like, I'll take them all. And I took them, took them and put patches on them. We put them up on Instagram, and I think I had 36 pieces, and we sold out in five minutes. So, and then everybody's like, oh my god, you guys need to make more of those. And I just didn't know how. Now I do. So, we're gonna make more stuff like that. Good, because that thing is freaking awesome, man. Yeah, that I'd is, love to uh, send you guys. Dude, I, I would, I would, I would wear that hat proudly when I go to the Bahamas and get my first bonefish on fly. I can't even. Oh, I'm going with you. I want to go with you. Hey, uh, <laughs> I want to go to the Bahamas for any reason, but especially for somebody <laughs> to get their first bonefish on fly. But I couldn't even. I literally put the hat on and was looking in the mirror the other day, and I told my wife, I was like, I can't even imagine what what would happen if I showed up in the Bahamas wearing this thing. Because those people know, you know, it's got conch and bonefish, everything. It's it's yeah. What do you think? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. That's Alex cool, man. I'm owning. <laughs> By the way, Tony wants everyone to know how bad he's kicking Troy's ass at Dorsey. Yeah, I got to drive. So what's up? I like. I'm all loose. What's up? What's up with you guys, man? Tony, Troy, what's going on? What's going on with you guys? Oh, nothing, man. Same old, same old. Gearing up, gearing up for the uh, for spring. Getting warm, so we're stoked. Sunglass season kicks in in March typically, so it's coming. Yeah, I've been got, got I've been new seeing styles up, in I've been... What do you oh, been yeah? Seeing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to. I want to hear about the new styles that are in the works. Oh, that's like top secret, man. <laughs> no, we are. We're, we're coming out with one that, uh, actually, we're going to have a few more lifestyles and one more performance wrap. So we're trying to make cool. one. Probably going to do it. Aviator for the girls. We've got a lifestyle piece called Pump House coming out here probably in May. And then we're going to do one more wraparound piece. So, should have three of them out this year, along with some new colors, some new lenses. We're working on some things on some new lenses. We're always working on something. It's always nonstop. But, yeah, there'll be lots of good stuff. We'll be on the show every now and then. When we get the new ones uh, on, we'll have to come on the show and raffle one off to everybody out there, have them call in to see who can win it. I think we need to try and figure out a a location that we could all meet up at and kind of like what you're doing right now and uh, and host the show from somewhere cool and invite a bunch of our listeners that are local to come out and hang out with us. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be real cool. All right. We'll have to uh, powwow on that one and, and see where you want to do it because I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I know everybody is. I vote cool. for the beer place. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm hey, that beer. would be cool. What? I wonder if we could get – are you talking about uh, the brewery? That would be oh, the beer place. Yeah, you got that new brewery out there and at the port, too, that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah, with the tap room or whatever it is? Tap, tap something? Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I walked through it, but I haven't hung out, but it looked nice. It was just built when I walked through it, so I have yeah. no clue. It would be cool. It would, 
it would be cool to uh, either go there or to um, Florida Beer Company would be would be a rad place to to set up and do a show one night. Wonder how that would work. Yeah, we'd have to figure that out. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't work. We'll figure you guys it out. Had, yeah. uh, you, you guys used Wi-Fi there for the tournament, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You can tie right into All the right. Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Because that's, that's that's always the only concern that we ever have for doing a show remotely would be uh, just having enough bandwidth to be able to host the show, which doesn't really take that much, honestly. You could do it off. No, I'm doing not it right now from Wi-Fi here at the house, but. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We're sitting at a bar on a cell phone doing a show. Yeah, that's the that's the beauty of what we do too, man. It's is honestly, it's just I'm sitting in my living room at my computer desk, and Alex is probably in his garage, if I had to guess. Well, it was Bingo. funny because today we were, you know, me and Tony were at work today. Called said, "Hey, I'm in your neck of the woods. What you doing?" I said, "Well, we're not doing nothing. Let's go hang out." So. Then he, we're sitting here hanging out, and we're having a beer, and he goes, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to go on the radio show. I said, oh, you're going on Chuck and Alex's show. He goes, yeah. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it works out, man. It works out. Hey, listen, while I got you on the on the show, I do want to uh, thank you guys, of course, for all the support that you've shown Alex and I uh, over the last couple of years and, and the show and the show itself. We do definitely appreciate it. And, you know, I know we don't get you on as, as often as we'd like to have you on as guests, and that's. I know you guys are busy too, but we need to we need to work on that and make that more of a, a recurring situation. I mean, there's no excuse for us not to have you guys on more often. So. Oh yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, I'm one of those guys when I get off work half the time after I get to the house, I, I kind of try and tune the world out. So you gotta. This was perfect because you can catch me. I never made it to the house. I went straight from work straight to, you know, having a few beers and having fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen. We'll we'll let you guys go so you guys can finish uh, getting whooped in darts, and uh, yeah. and we're gonna probably call it a night, kind of an early show tonight. Um, but we definitely appreciate everybody tuning in. We definitely appreciate you guys joining us, Vince. Man, thanks so much for for joining us tonight. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I'll I'll be on any time. We don't even have to talk about my stuff. We don't have to just you know swill it out. <laughs> yeah, like well, to, normally uh... what we. Go ahead, Alex. I'd, def- I'd definitely like to uh, to get you back on, Vince. And, you know, you spent a bunch of time down there in the southern part of the state, and uh, uh, I'm sure you got some good adventure stories that could could uh, enlighten us and, and also uh, amuse yeah, let's us. Go make some more. <laughs> let's go make some more stories. That's what it's about. Heck, yeah. Dude, you want to go make stories? You want to go make stories, bro? I've got two places we can go make some serious stories, and we'll talk about that off the air. Um, but, yeah, um, please, let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. Between the Bahamas and between between the Bahamas and Panama, uh, it would be cool to to get you set up in one of those spots and uh, let you experience those those places um, the way that us kayakers do. I don't know if you'd be willing to get in a kayak, but it would be Hell pretty yeah, cool to I see can, you in a kayak. I don't even have a skiff. I got a canoe, so yeah. I'm all down. Sweet. Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot, bro. We appreciate you being on the show, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, man. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Later. Vince is solid. Yeah. Good stuff. And Troy and Tony. Troy and Tony from RCI. You can't find a a nicer group of people. What are they going to do for new lenses? I need answers. 
Why did we hang out? <laughs> I know. Is it going to be bigger? Is it going to be smaller? Is it going to be? Is it going to be lower down on your cheek? Is it going to be higher up on your cheek? I need answers. I know. Different colors. They weren't going to give up. They Meaning, weren't going to give do up we get the, like, uh, Can I get some white so I can really be styling? What did you just say? Oh, it's white. <laughs> some white glasses. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I wouldn't mind like uh, you know, maybe a gunmetal or like uh, I see. I was always down with like well, the old Arnett's did the tortoise shell. That was pretty good. I was always down with that. Dude, I used to. I used to have. Oh, you you said another manufacturer, so I might as well throw out a story. One of my favorite. One of my favorite styles of glasses. Or I don't color. even know if that company yeah. is still around. One of my favorite colors of frames has always been tortoiseshell. Um, now I wear I wear matte black from RCI, but uh, yeah, the tortoiseshell. I really dig the tortoiseshell. Let's see. I was using it because I was fishing a new spot, and he was giving me pointers and where to fish in the area. So how to get? Yeah. Um, Folks in the chat room, you guys got any comments, questions, or concerns? Let's see. I need to get some new fishing glasses. My Walmart ones are getting messed up. Julio, do not buy Walmart glasses. Take the take the opportunity. Invest yourself in a pair of RCIs. I promise you, now, you will not what, be disappointed. What you do is, this is how you do it. You buy a pair of Walmart glasses, but you also buy a pair of RCIs. Or buy a pair of real good glasses and only use them to go fishing. Put a uh, a whatever strap on the back or whatever the heck they are. What do they call those? Lanyard. Ones? Yeah, lanyard. Crookie. Put a lanyard on them. See, I just take a drill to mine and put holes in it and then tie a fishing line on it. And it works good. But see, and that's the thing is you have those glasses. When you when you wear them all the time, I, my glasses are my life. Literally, glasses are life. Oh, my RCIs are my life. I'm the life. same way. I'm the and, same way, bro. It, I mean, I, I, the reason why I never lose them is because if I'm without out them for more than about two seconds, I start freaking out and having cold sweats. But no. I can't even listen. I don't know. I don't know what it is about my eyes, but <clears throat> honestly, I can't even go outside for longer than a few minutes without starting to get a headache if I don't have good sunglasses on. And for years and years and years, I wore uh, other another brand's uh, stuff. And then I was introduced to Tony and Troy and tried on a pair of their glasses and and directly compared them to the ones that I was wearing. Uh, at the time, and it was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer for the quality of the, the actual picture seen through the glass uh, or the glasses, because they're not glass, they're polycarbonate, but um, they're also super cool people, as you can just, as you could tell just now, um, and they're local, and it's a small business, and I love to support small businesses, so there's that. Folks, it's been fun. Yeah. It's 
been fun. The lightning. I'm uh, oh, I'm looking forward to. Yes, science. All the events that he Hashtag science. Hashtag science. Although, from what I could find, it looks like the black drum's cold tolerance is not quite as low as the redfish. But um, it is, they both roughly top out around 93 or so, 94 degrees. That's hot. So you got to find a place where the water average is, you know, above that, you know, down the keys and stuff like that. You're still seeing those fish kind of here and there down there. But anyways, so the the lower 90s and then the high 40s um, to right around 50 for the black drum, I think they can go a little bit colder than that. Or they're at least willing or able to withstand colder temperatures for a little while longer. Um, and then uh, redfish is actually lower than that. It's in the 30s. 31, wow. I think. Yeah. Tough fish. It's pretty wild if you think, though, that, that that fish can live in a temperature swing, you know, plus side of 40, 40 degree temperature swing. All right. Insane. If anybody is listening to the show right now live and you are local, I have a mission for somebody. I have a mission for somebody. If you can get my boy Julio, who's in the chat room right now, on a black drum this weekend, <laughs> I will tie you a dozen flies. There you go. Hey. Little little reward for somebody to to take Julio with you and go catch yourselves a black drum because that would be. I know I know he's dying to catch a black drum. He says it's on his bucket list of things to catch. So. Um, if anybody's listening to the show now and you're local, uh, you gotta find uh, you gotta find Julio. He's he's in the chat room now. Um, so find him on Facebook. He just joined Space Coast Kayak Anglers, and uh, take the man fishing. Get him a black drum, and report back to me with said picture of black drum, and uh, I'll I'll hook you up with a dozen hand tied flies for me. Which, if you don't fly fish, it's pretty much worthless to you. But if you fly fish, it'll work. <laughs> so, there's, so there's that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? When we were at the um, CFOA uh, rigging seminar, and again, thank you to the CFOA for having us, Rodney Saar and everybody over there. It was awesome. Um, I spoke with a gentleman who has been throwing uh, flies behind one of those clear round bobbers. Mm. He's been he's been fishing with flies behind a clear round bobber on a spinning rod for tarpon down at Sebastian River. Right. So, well, well I there mean, there you go. If you if, if you if you recollect a seminar that I gave about cool things that could be used or should be used, one of the one of the uh, one of the rigs was the. The trailer behind the topwater lure, of which mm-hmm. a fly can work splendidly, or the in front of the topwater lure, which also works well and works very well with a fly. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. I do recall hearing of said uh, technique or tactic. 
I believe it, I was at Voters Exchange at one of your seminars, and I heard you say it. So probably yeah. at the uh, probably you probably said it too at the Flagler County Sport Fishing Club when we did that seminar as well. Actually, so I think you I said it. I was I was talking about it when I did the one at your place. Well, you, you talked about it there too. Yeah. Huh? Huh? That was cool. when I did the reviving old techniques. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Monty Murdoch says we need to do a kayak fishing radio camp out. You down? Sounds good. You down? If I want to make I got a, a bug, bugs figure out it's warm outside. And <laughs> no crap, dude. Um, it's coming, I wish man. we had a better. It is. I wish we had a better um, contact person over at Cars. I got the contact. Do you? Is it the same people there uh, or different people or what? Uh-uh. No. You got to be able to flow with the new people. Mm. Well, can you I'm flow? All flowing. Yin and yang. Push, pull. Well, get your, Give, get take. your yin and yang push, pull thing going on because, uh, you know, it would be cool to have a location like that. Maybe, uh, I mean, the cool thing is, is we could do that kind of at the drop of a hat because it's in our own backyard. It would be cool to be able to go somewhere, uh, somewhere a little different, take the families with us. And, you know, yeah. we've got, Justin and I have uh, have an RV that we can use. My mom and dad's got a, a trailer, a pull-behind trailer that uh, they've been, you know, telling us for a while now that we can use it whenever we want to. So, um it would make it very much easier for us with Logan, especially to have air conditioning for him in the event that it gets really warm. But because I don't, I don't foresee us getting any more cold weather, unfortunately, or super cold weather, unfortunately. Um, I think it's just going to get hot from here on out, and it's going to get nasty. Uh, yeah, for sure. Crazy. Anyway, the downside with cool. car, the downside with Cars Park is that the no motor well, zone looks like a, a a toilet bowl. It looks it looks like if you drained my radiator out right now and decided to go try to go catch a redfish in it. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh either, but it is. It's just so depressing. I was thinking but, about it actually the other day. I was driving uh, over to the beach side, and I was doing a delivery of a metal roof, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the market for a metal roof for your home uh, or your shed or your detached garage or your horse barn or whatever, hit up the Metal Roof Factory located on Gus Hip in Rockledge. We manufacture all things metal roof. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? You know Julio, Julio says Julio says this weekend it, he will be there early. Don't go to cars, man. If you're going to go looking for your first black drum, me and you spoke at length of a couple different locations where you can go and try and find one, and I would highly recommend one of those over the new motor zone right now. What were you going to say, Alex? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, a Facebook news feed can be a thing. 
You know, you got everything from people arguing with their reflections indoors to a guy racing his two uh, golden retrievers in a pasta eating contest because when they finish, they try to eat all his pasta. And then right after that, you got somebody rigging up some solo skiffs. And then you got a good cat video, you know. It's amazing. What a world we live in. It's actually pretty crazy. Um, I was I was thinking I was thinking the other day. I'm searching through uh, Facebook and every other at the time the thing to talk about was um, was the Olympics, and because uh, it just started, and you went from every every third or fourth post was the Sean was the Sean White video of him winning his gold medal. And then every other post after that was like the most random thing I'd ever seen. Like, uh, here's one: a guy getting a, a, a man with like. Uh, you ever see Lord of the Rings? I was never a Lord of the Rings fan, but I yes, wouldn't I've take you it. as one. But I figured I'd throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. One of the hobbits, the hobbits. If any of you guys ever watched Lord of the Rings, and you've seen the hobbits or whatever they they were called, with their like really weird long feet, they had like big long feet and ugly toes. This dude's, dude's getting a freaking uh, a pedicure done. <laughs> He's got the ugliest feet. He's got the ugliest feet I've ever seen in my life. Hobbit toes that everybody is putting up little memes of like the of like the ugliest feet on the planet. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And then uh, uh the very next post is something awesome. Uh Papano Bill and his son, uh, Warren, whaling on fish. So, you know, it's I don't know. You're right though. It it is it's crazy. Social media. I'm watching, we live in. A, 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 I'm watching a gigantic grouper eat a amberjack. Oh, is that uh, the deep sea on the, yeah, on the Gulf side? Is that rig. one of those videos? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's freaking. That's yeah, one that's of those crazy. big old. What is that? I don't even know if those are warsaws. I think those are wreckfish. All right. Warsaws, so, warsaws get big, too, though. Yeah, they do. All right, so there's one video that you guys have to go check out. And uh, I haven't done this in a long time. I haven't, I haven't directed Here's anybody. Here's the GTs eating the tuna. It looks like piranhas Oh, yeah, when they the throw the carcass in and it looks like piranhas. Oh, no, it's All a right, full so, fish. It's not even a carcass. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um, so Kevin Dismuck. Dismuck? Dismuck? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. D-I-S-M-U-K-E. If you're on Facebook or you get a chance to jump on Facebook, look up Kevin Dismuck. Oh, sorry, bro, if I'm crushing your last name. I apologize. Um, he's got a video of him and his kayak, and he is on plane running on high speed with a torpedo motor. The thing literally looks like it's doing, like, 10 to 15 miles an hour on the water. It it is the craziest video I've ever seen. Like I, I don't, of, I of don't, a kayak. I'm not sure that kayaks are built as planing holes. Dude, look 
watch this video and tell, and tell me what what you what you see. It it I'm telling you, it doesn't even make sense. Like it literally looks like he is flying as far as in a kayak is concerned. You know what I mean? It's not like it's faster than a normal trolling motor should take you in a kayak. It's crazy. <laughs> Are you looking it up? No, I'm just scrolling through my news feed. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, if you get a chance, look it up. It's actually South kind Florida. of. It's actually pretty uh, entertaining. Doing what? Catching kingfish, South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I would cool. bring up well, the. Uh, I think... Did you bring up the uh, the sailfish smackdown? No, I didn't talk about it. I didn't talk about it too much uh, the other day, but feel free. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just implying how it was kind of hilarious how only six people could get out when you actually look at the video of the conditions. I'll say this. I'll say this because... I've never launched in South Florida, but I have seen many a launch from South Florida where it literally looks like you just kind of just coast on out and you're out there. Like, it's not that big a deal. What the conditions that I saw them pushing people into the surf were were really no different than what we typically have here almost every day. Um, it may have gotten a little snotty outside of the surf but it certainly wasn't wasn't you know monstrous you know what I mean it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't it wouldn't have stopped me from trying to feel like that I would I would have went with it and if you have a yard sale you have a yard sale but but you know what who's to judge we weren't there we didn't I don't know I don't know but you know, I've I've seen I've seen uh, I've seen some posts not not from these not from the extreme guys and and Joe I'm not trust me when I tell you we are not talking trash at all about anybody oh, that no. competed or decided not to compete in that tournament whatsoever. Joe Hector uh, is a friend and not dogging him, not dogging the competitors, none of that stuff. But. Um, in different regions, your surf entry is, is, is completely different. So, like, obviously, South Florida, things are a little bit calmer typically than they are up here uh, by where we're at. Or if you're fishing out of the Gulf side of the state, typically, most of the time, I mean, of course, it can get rough, but most of the time, it's like launching on the side of 528 into the Indian River. It's not, there's really no texture to it whatsoever. Um, but... Uh, a lot of guys who, I think what was interesting was the fact that so many people try to do it in pro anglers. Yeah. I don't understand for the life of me. Well, I, the, this is, I'm just going to throw this out there for anybody who's questioning going out through surf in a pedal drive kayak. The pedals are not meant for going through waves. It doesn't work. They cavitate. You get drugged backwards. It's not a pretty sight. That's what paddles are for. 
well, maintain and that's why, forward I mean, momentum. That's, that's why if you watch surfers try to make it out past the breakers, um, they're paddling for their lives. <laughs> you know, they're using their hands to paddle for their lives because that's the only way you're going to get out past the stuff. And that's once you're out yeah, and you're past you- the breakers, then it's, it's not a problem. Drop the drive in and scoot. But yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Yeah, because when you're uh, when you uh, you know on a surfboard, if you're on a small enough surfboard, you duck out of the wave. So you're continuing that forward momentum. And even with a longboard, you sit back on it and shoot over top of it. So you're continuing that momentum through the wave. That's the biggest mistake is people. On the on the way out, as people don't continue their momentum through a wave, but it takes experience. So. Are we gonna do? Yeah. We should do a tarpon tournament over here this year. Yeah, I know we talked about it last year and it didn't go, but I would really like to. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. Let's just pick. Let's just pick a weekend. We'll nail it down. And uh, we could start to reach out to uh, manufacturers who might would want to get involved and, and, you know, try and come up with some cool prizes and whatnot like that and just do it. Maybe we can get a trophy maker to make a sweet trophy or the trophy gets, uh, gets your name put on it and it kind of has that, you know, you get to hang on to it for the year. It's got your name on it, whatever. And then the next year, whoever wins gets their name on it um, and they get to hang on to it for a year. It's kind of like a championship belt of sorts. No, forget that. We're going to belt. Actually, I was going to say a belt would actually be badass, dude. Legit <laughs> WWE belt. The front of it. The front of it could look like a, like, like a paddle blade. <laughs> Like like a shiny paddle blade with a tarpon on it. <laughs> um, dude, it's on Space Coast tarpon belt. <laughs> Hashtag Space Coast tarpon belt. Uh, <laughs> the run for the belt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna share man. one more video. I'm gonna share one more video that you got. That, that if you haven't seen, you should, you should open up Facebook because it's all over and it's pretty funny. So two guys trying to rob the store. The one guy throws the brick oh, the guy. window and it doesn't break. And the other guy throws the yeah. brick and the, the other robber walks in front of it and then just cold knocks him out. That's yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> That's what you yeah. get for being an idiot. Yeah. Damn, yeah, I'm telling you, you. That would be... I'm just thinking about the belt. <laughs> That's all I can think about right now is the belt. Novell, uh, Pull, cool. holding it up yeah. above your head, <laughs> throw it over yeah, your shoulder, so like, like Conor McGregor, throw it over your shoulder, just be like, oh, you know, yeah, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> There's gonna have to be like a lease agreement, though, you know. What if somebody gets a belt and then refuses to give it up? Now, who would do that? Then they'd I, end up getting a visit. They'd get a visit at their oh, house in the, in the dark of night. I was going to say, then I show up at their front door and take the belt back. <laughs> By way of force. Nobody wants that. Um, true keeper of the belt. 
That's freaking Space awesome. Coast Tarpon Belt. We're doing it. Anyway, cool. Well, folks, if you want to go on a charter with Captain Alex, here's how you do it. Uh, uh, 321-480-3255 or hit me up at localinescharters.com. <laughs> it is Thursday, so, yeah. It is. You had, I'm off. You had, you had that, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that uh, 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 yeah, there you all go. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in tonight on a on a special Thursday edition of Kayak Fishing Radio. Again, thank you so much to Vince from Skinny Water Culture, uh, Troy and Tony from RCI Optics. Um, and thank you very much to Chris Sensi of Slayer Inc. Lures for always supporting the show. Uh, of course, we'd like to thank Powerpole and um, Tackle Webs. Sweet. Yeah. And that's it. Watch out so, for sinkholes. Watch out for watch out. sinkholes? They're happening? Is that a thing? All right. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Take a good fishing. They are the future of our sport. <laughs> we'll talk to you next next week. <laughs> Squirrel. Later. <laughs>